0: I can't smoke Mm -hmm. like I used to. I can't smoke like I used to. Why not? I don't know. I just have a tolerance now. I have a tolerance now. I shouldn't have partook before I went on. Before we went on. It's okay. It's
1: okay though. It's all good, man. This is
0: a safe place. I'm a little high right now.
2: It's all good, D. That's good. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, Are you guys all ready? This episode of Hot Boxing is brought to you by Ship Station. Get your 60 day free trial at shipstation.com right now with promo code HOTBOXING. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Hotboxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Mike, we got a great one today, bro. We have
1: a legend, man. We got a legend. We got the one and only.
2: Busy Bone. Biz, What's good? Biz. What's Cleveland. Good? Up? Cleveland bone showing thugs. love. Bone Thugs
0: in Harmony. Bone busy thugs. Bone. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be here. I appreciate you guys. I really, really do. Big shout out to AG, my boy Mr. King, for helping orchestrate this and put this together.
2: Absolutely, man. I'm a big fan of Bone Thugs. I can't for even the hear the name. I can't even hear the name without thinking Bone 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 <laughs> Bone Bone Bone. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Oh my God, man!
1: Welcome. That's, dude. A, that's a great video Thank too, you. right? That's Thank an you. awesome video.
2: Thank you. Well, you have an incredible story. I mean, you know, take us back to, you know, really. I mean, where it all started. Yeah, where did it all start, brother? Cleveland,
0: uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Me and my boys real young. Who
1: else came out of Cleveland that rap?
0: Oh, uh, uh MC Brains, a guy by the name of MC Brains. He did some stuff Mike with uh Michael Bivens from um New Edition, went platinum, real real big and then Kid Cudi, um MGK. Oh, that's right, Kid, Kid, Cudi. Kid Cudi. Yeah.
2: Love Kid Cudi.
0: Yeah. But started started young. Mm-hmm. Started real young with me and my boys and um it was that Cooley High Harmony story, while he died, and you know, you hear it all in Crossroads. It was that kind of that kind of life, and Easy E, he, he found us, you know, and he says
2: the the thugs in Harmony, right? Right, And
0: the rest was like the rest was history, you know. And I mean, it's of course over twenty six, twenty seven years. I'm leaving out a few parts, but for the sake of time you know yeah
1: yeah but, we got all day we got brother. time brother got I mean yeah well time. you know it was it bring
0: the us in it was the streets it was uh, early early 90s it was cocaine what
1: was the shoe store I used to go to the place you get the shoes yeah what's the name of the place um Oh man! You got down me. Alberts, Mr. Alberts, yeah, yeah Mr. Alberts, Mr. Yeah. Alberts with the alligator, get yeah. your alligator shoes and Mr. Mm-hmm. Albers, Mr. G- and Mr. Alberts to
0: get All the fly stuff, and now they yeah. just put a casino right next to his old shop downtown, oh, which is real cool. cool. That,
1: that must be beautiful. Man. No, that's real nice. No, I used to, to live it. in Cleveland for ten years. Really? Yeah, Shaker Heights. And stuff. Okay, down there. Oh, I was always I was always down. What, what was the, um? Well, not the Q Club. What was the name of the clubs back in the day, down there?
0: It was mostly the
1: flats. Uh, and the flats. No, but there was some other clubs, mm-hmm. too. That was really some awesome back-in-the-day clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I don't know Cleveland that well. I played the Browns a few times, came into town to play the Browns. Cleveland, the real that, city
1: with beautiful people. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I love Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. I love, yeah, Cleveland, absolutely. People. I love yeah.
0: Cleveland. People say, what the fuck are you in Cleveland for, my good food. Said, I love Cleveland. Good food. Good food. Good food. Home, home of the... Home of the uh, Lancers. You ever had uh, you went to Lancers? Yeah, Lancers. Yeah, yeah it's, still Lancers. it's still there. Yeah, that's Wishbone
1: Place yeah. right there. That's his spot. Lancers. It's definitely
0: George a spot. Dixon was my man. They yeah,
1: Hot Sauce Lancers. Williams.
0: Yeah. Food spot out there. Real good food spot. But yeah, you know Cleveland. And, no,
1: and the Cleveland turned me into the peep game. Frog Legs. Mm. Really? I never ate frog legs I went to Cleveland. Like, I got turned down on frog legs. Frog legs originally a French dish? I have no idea, but if I learned it in Cleveland, it's
2: so good. Yeah. yeah, Fried frog legs. Interesting. Oh, that sounds like some
0: Cajun stuff. You're addicted to
1: that stuff. You're yeah. addicted yeah. to that yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a certain southern swagger in Cleveland that they seem uh, a interesting. lot more down south. And listen
1: to, this is what you would know. Interesting. Cleveland have um, a variety of gangsters. Really? Yeah, they don't fuck around.
0: Mm. Irish mob. I'm
1: talking about today.
0: Italian mob. Yeah, today. Oh,
1: right now. Not just talking about it back in the day. Yeah, like, I know. Right. Danny Green and those guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about mm. right now today. Still now. Yeah. Wow.
2: Mm. People, well, how people, did you?
1: People from big cities go out this. I'm in Cleveland, little ass town, and find fall into a big surprise. Mm. Yes. It's dangerous. Many a times. Many. A- <laughs> it's very dangerous. Very like, dangerous. <laughs>
2: Oh no! Talk a little bit about that man, and come and you know how that infused your music, yeah, and right. led you guys to, you know, how did it? How was it that you guys came together? You know, instead of you know each of you sort of having your own individual path, you know, or thinking that you wanted to go it alone, instead, you know, you guys really came together. We're a group. I was um I was selling dope for my father at the time. Wow. And
0: Are you from Huff? Um, off of uh ten five, hundred and five. Um, so I was selling selling dough for my father and my father used to run around with Lele's mom, you know what I mean? Um they knew each other just in passing. And then she told me I, I looked like her son and she told me about her son's rap group. So I went over to his place and left a, a rap on his his bunk bed. And come to find out we had already met in school. And then he came over to my house. And that's how I stopped selling dope and started rapping.
2: Wow. That's amazing, kid.
0: And that's how. Then he introduced me to everybody else. He introduced me to, you know, Crazy was the first one he introduced me to. Because I was like his partner in crime. Mm. Um, like, they was musical partners. And yeah. Flesh and Bone at the time was playing basketball because he was a star basketball player. He went to wound up going to Allegheny. So he's our athlete. Mm. So it was just them two at that time. And then I came along, Wish came along, and everything just st- started culminating. Because, you know, Fleshy did two years um, with with uh, in Allegheny, and we couldn't pay his tuition. Like, we mm. couldn't pay his tuition anymore. And then the car got shot up, so he didn't have a way to get, get back up, back and forth, some street stuff. We was going through just nonsense that, you know, you go through in Cleveland. Um and then after that, you know, uh, all all avenues started to close down on us, like what we were going to do with our lives. And they started dropping off dead bodies in our front yard Wow! because Sherm—well, not Sherm. Sherm out here is like uh, PCP. Yeah. But Sherm in Cleveland is embalming fluid. Mm. Mm. So that hit the neighborhood really, really hard. Some guy riding zombies, a couple,
1: the Zombies walking in zombie the Zombie water.
0: Zombie water. Yeah. And— and anyway it, it attacked the hood. And off of that zombie water, you kill people.
2: Absolutely. Like, How were people doing that? Is it dipped is, or is like weeds dipped, dipped, dipped in it? It in
0: the freezer. They would dip it, dip it in the embalming fluid. A guy would go in then and rob does. a funeral home. Mm. And he would come up and, and he would a bring a, like a new drug <laughs> to the neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's some scary shit.
1: It makes you strong as a bull.
0: As an ox. You are a fucking... You are metal. Monks, you are, you are steel. Monks,
1: the no pain. And barbers. if you're
0: already strong, you're unstoppable. The police are going to have to do something to you. Shoot you. You
1: no, oh, know, they God. shoot them and they still kill a cop. Yeah. When they're on that shit, they still shoot them right through them they keep coming. Oh, mm-hmm. that's some scary shit. That's scary.
2: Scary shit, dude. What was your guy's first break as a musical group? We were messing with a local guy.
0: Um, he owned a record store. And I had some kids at the time, so I was working for him as well on the weekends. Um, And uh, he put out a record with us, a record called Faces of Death. And, you know, we named it after. It was an old video that came out. Yeah. It was just showing documentary. Yeah, Docu- doc- yeah. documentary yeah. The Faces of Death. I remember awesome that.
1: Back in the day, I saw it too.
0: Yeah, we were a little gruesome little dudes. Yeah. You know, we, were, yeah. we were into that for some hours. You yeah. know, some like goth. Yeah. to like that.
1: You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: So, well, um, that really. You know, death and spirituality is a big part of you guys.
0: Yeah, it always has. You Yeah. Know, grandma going to put it in you. Yeah. Um, the neighborhood's going to put it in you. When you aren't with your parents, someone else's parents is going to put it in you. Mm. You know, when my mom wasn't there, Lazy's mom was there. So mm. I had someone there. So, mm. you know, th- that kind of thing. And then spirituality just runs through just runs through us. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, on all, yeah. well,
1: all yeah. of us. On I think it's was- um, nature, spiritually, it's nature. Because right. yeah. at a certain stage in your life, you start thinking about your mortality. Where am I really going from here? What's going on? It's almost over. Right. What's going to happen from now on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should I be scared? Should I be nervous? Should I be sad? How should I feel? Should I be glorious? Should I be happy? Right. Yeah. What the fuck? What do you think...
2: Well, that's an interesting point, Mike, because right. there's a lot of people out there who don't believe in God, who don't believe in a higher power, who are, you know,
1: atheists. Well, I believe in my, my experience in God, I went through all that, too, using religion for my better purposes, whatever it is. And then as you get older, God lets you know he's here. You know what I mean? He lets you know that you're getting older and that the reality is that it's very shortly and long going to exist. So how do you feel about that? And he let you deal with that for a minute. Talk all your, your tough shit that goes on in your ego that you feel like you're a God and you feel like you're this and that. You're not going to exist much longer. Yeah. Everything you ever said will no longer exist. Yeah. How do you think people
2: who don't believe in God, well, I guess we don't know because we're not those guys, but what would they say about our purpose here? You know, is it just a materialist experience we have? I think if I think to answer that question it would have to be what you relate with.
0: Because if you don't believe in something beyond, just on a broad spectrum, you know, if we out there fishing, come on home, mm. type shit. If you don't you know, you your 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 lack of of, of love is you cut off at a certain limit. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's endless and boundless with that. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? So Absolutely. I think that those kind of people are only enhanced by people like us just understanding. Mm. You know, their their you know, their journey may be a little slower. That's the beauty of God.
1: Yeah, that's what I believe it also mm. is. I in also too. At some point in life you gotta realize that it's God because in order not to believe there's God you have to believe there's something there's nothing bigger than you. If you believe that God doesn't exist, you have to believe that you're the biggest thing ever. You have to believe that it's, there's nothing bigger than me there's no God as me as a matter of fact I'm God. How can you not look at me how can I not think something bigger than me something grander than me uh, look where I come from i'm I'm filth I'm trashing your shoe yeah. you know it has to be a God for somebody like me to be me
2: yep yeah. I agree with that Mike I've been listening to manly P. Hall talks. oh
1: God, that's beautiful stuff.
2: And what is that? Manly P. Hawley's sort of a Western he mystic. Too. He was murdered, He was too. killed.
1: Um, I believe so, yeah.
2: Um, he's a mystic. He wrote a lot of books on consciousness and spirituality and God and our existence and, you know, everything, really. He's actually got – there's a building over in Los Feliz, Los Feliz, in L.A., Called the Philosophical Research Society, where you could go, and he's got all of his literature. He's written tons of texts, but I'm listening to his talks because you can find them all on Spotify. And something he said yesterday just blew my mind. Not didn't blow my mind, but it was so true. Is that all roads to true wisdom lead through purification? Oh
1: shit! Yeah, that's crazy. You say that because sometimes I when I. When I'm looking at some of those shows, like, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to some of those lectures, and I say to myself, do I really want to be enlightened? Do you want to go any further? Mm. You sure you want to go further, nigga? You really sure you want to go further? You really think you're tough? You want to go some further? You want to learn some more about yourself? And I start to wonder sometimes, wow, who am I? Why am I purpose here? Well, how could my parents think they could raise children with their lifestyle that they had? How come I feel sad for my family because they never had nothing good in their life since I was born and all of a sudden all this good stuff happens to me? Why me? I wasn't smarter than nobody in my family and nobody ever knew. What do you come to when you think about that? The conclusion always comes that I should be on my knees worshiping.
2: Mm. Surrendering. I'm, I'm
1: really nothing. And I think so much of myself. And I should always, I'm always on my knees and I um, ask God to have mercy on my soul because I think so much about myself.
2: Not everyone is willing to look at themselves. And, you know, it takes, that's what Manly is talking about when he talks about purification. You know, because you're constantly, you're taking the mental beliefs that you have and you're putting yourself up against them and saying, Is, does the conduct of my life match my beliefs? If I believe this thing that I should be good to people and I should, you know, spread positivity into the world, well, am I doing that? When I'm fucking in a rage because my dogs are acting out or, you know, things at home with my family aren't going well or... I have some idea at work that's supposed to be happening that isn't coming to fruition as fast as I want it to be. And then I'm just led to. You just have to let go of all that bullshit, man. You just have to surrender to what the universe has for you right now. I agree with that, too. That's why I go directly to the universe. I'm supposed to be doing this ad read right now, but I'm a little busy. Mike asked me to ship all the orders we're getting on the hotbox and shop, but we've been getting so many orders, there's no way I'm going to get them out on time. I'm way too confused and way too high. I've got to call Mike and just let him know I'm not going to finish this. And then I'll do the ad read.
1: Hey, Evan, what's up?
2: Mike, I can't do it, man. I can't get all these orders out on time.
1: Evan, I'm busy, okay? I'm at a photo shoot, all right? Try ShipStation.com.
2: ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple tool that works on any device. Hot listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code HOTBOXING. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Use code HOTBOXING and get your ship together at ShipStation.com. Talk about the crossroads, man.
1: Oh, man. It was...
2: What is that song about? It it was when when Easy
0: died, it was mm. so necessary. Mm. You know, and then Pac passed and Biggie passed mm. and and it became a part of that culture because of that. You know. Um but it came to be because of easy EZ, easy e passing away and us wanting to give him something and put something together. So and it materialized, we got in the studio, we were in our well we, you know I still consider us in our prime, but oh, we were man. at a very early stage when people weren't rapping like that,
1: but well, nobody was
0: so we had an opportunity to be free and just let it flow and just do what comes best to us. no competition, just let it flow and it just came out, and it um came out amazing yeah, and um it sixteen weeks, number one, I heard old uh what's that song with Billy Ray Cyrus and and the kid um not Old that. Town Road I think not uh Old Town Road um just did 16 weeks so we tied if he goes 17 then he beat us and the Beatles so
2: damn Yeah, congratulations to that young man as well. Yeah, absolutely man. Yes, sir. Well, The Crossroads is just it's like it's it was meant to be there. Yeah. You know, it's meant to be. I agree. Like I was saying, even just the name. Anytime I hear Bone Thugs in Harmony, I'm just transported to that. Thuggish, ruggish bone. Thuggish, you know I ruggish mean?
1: ball. <laughs> and the love of money. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's just your sound was so infused Ripping with. Yeah, it was just infused with life and, you know, and something higher.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. My eyes
2: you know? are like. My guys are so
0: amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, dude. my guy crazy was orchestrating that that look, that feel, that environment, that atmosphere. Um, and everybody played a really, really significant part and a good part in it by giving each other the freedom to know these are your strong points. So we're going to allow you to do your thing, you know. So very, very, uh, a really good time. I, you know, I keep them locked in. Yeah, You know, some things that have been blotted out from alcohol and weed, but
2: there's
0: certain things I keep. And that's definitely one of them, you know, the making of that song and the camaraderie that happened with it and how it came together. Even the way we put it together was different. It wasn't like uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Mm -hmm. It was like verse, verse. It was verse, verse, chorus, verse, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, end of the song. Yeah. Intro. So yeah, it was just the whole thing. It was just fun, yeah. being able to do what you wanted to do, yeah. you know, and being in a company that lets you do what you want to do.
2: So that's yeah. awesome. Talk. Is that what did Easy was Easy E the guy? Do you feel like he brought you guys into the spotlight, or gave you a bit ba- your biggest shot, or? What was your relationship like with him that you felt you had to give him something back?
0: I mean, yeah, of course. Of course. He, um, he took us out of nothing. We didn't have anything. Mm. Fed us. Put clothes on our back. Everything. Just mm. loved us. Really, really loved us. Um, and he, uh, he died really, really, really fast. Mm. Like, real fast. We didn't know what was going on. We thought we were being played, like Ice Cube and Dr. Dre said the whole time he was in the hospital dying. Huh. The entire we didn't know. Rent what? Uh, we lived in Chatsworth. We had a little uh, mansion in Chatsworth. Had a guest house horse stables, the whole nine yards. You know, he he really decked it out for us because we were all together. It was us and then our baby mothers and, and you know, yeah. our family, our moms and stuff yeah. like that. So everybody was coming in because that was the state that we were in. And that was what was around us. Nobody had nothing. Mm. Like nothing. So anyway, um, yeah, that that's... I'm just going back through my memory. Give me a second, but anyway, let me yeah, pass. yeah, it's all Fast good, man. Fast it. I said we didn't know he died. We thought he was playing us, like Dr. Dre or, or Ice Cube said. That's Rent crazy. Rent wasn't paid, and then a guy drove. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then a the guy the whole time, and then I found out I was <laughs> I was in Cleveland selling dope in a dope house when it came on TV that Easy e has died of AIDS. And somebody that was there was like, hey, yo, that was a big argument. Don't just tell him like that. So, you know, from that, I was just, because we didn't know at that point, because, you know, I got kids. So at that point, it was like, um, we really just thought it was, we didn't know what was going on. Like, nobody told us anything. And then a guy came through and he told us to leave, gave us a clue. And he said, guy by the name of Ed, never forget him. (laughs) (laughs) The motherfucker locked his door on me when, when they were outside shooting. So, I'll definitely not forget it. That was a different incident. Fucking but, Ed. Ed. Fucking it, <laughs> Fucking it, Fucking Ed. Ed. You know. Um, so, he told us. He said, you guys, go home. He just, he said, you guys are free. Go home. Like, free? You owe us money. What are you talking about? He was like, go home. And then everybody, we were still thinking he played us. And... And then that's how we went home. And that's how we maintained up until the point we found out. And then we came back together like, holy shit, did you hear what happened? That's when we started because we all live on different sides of town. You know what I mean? I live with
2: dad, with my babies. And, yeah. So Easy e brings you out to L.A. Oh, yeah. Sets you up. Yeah. You had met with him. You had talked to him. Okay. You'd seen him in person. Uh, right.
0: We were close, close, close.
2: And then when did he just he sort of just disappeared or something? And it just stopped. Like
0: everything right
2: after we left um
0: he put us up when he put us up in that place. He looks it? No.
1: No. Now it looks at all. fine.
0: I I used to ask him though cuz he used to sleep with a lot of women. I used to say cuz I was, you know, when I was a little younger and you know you're a little more naive and you're yeah. you're thinking, you know, I'm 16 rolling around with him. I said you, do well, you wear condoms? Are you worried you really about catching that? It? You really act. I really, I really did, Mike. I really yeah. did. I was just an inquisitive guy like that, and I think that that sometimes got at him because I was very, very open and I had
2: high energy. You know, um, like I was, I needed riddling. That must have been just insane, dude. So a guy shows up. He's like, "You guys go home." So you just, you're like, we had to oh, pack. We're going back up. to Cleveland. Yep, I sent, I the sent house, my kids right? and then. Yeah. So that whole time, were you recording music? no no we had just finished not yet
0: we had just finished eternal we had just finished eternal up that the crossroads record the crossroads was a remix off of an original song we had see you at the crossroads for wally oh interesting yeah definitely so anywho yeah yeah and it just and i found out on the news in the dope house Whoa, we're selling dope and you came back together uh-huh. And war began with Ruthless Records. So like a, a whole yeah, bunch of different people started fighting over it. Heller. Jerry Heller was fighting over it. Um uh, Easy E. Um Easy E's fan. Right, right, right. They they had their whole thing going on too. So Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy for a while. We were kind of being tossed around. My my intentions were I was telling my guys, we're free, let's not resign. We're free. Let's not resign, and I think that began that began the irritating part for the crew because uh, I was early on it, like really, really early, and my guys just wanted to party. I got kids, so I'm thinking about masters later on. Right, I'm thinking about ownership later on because I know that they're going to, you know, get older as well. So I'm thinking in that state. Yeah, and my guys wasn't thinking. They're like, "Man, let's just party, man. You know, let's kick it, let's have fun. We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all yeah. right." And that began my separation and going into my own path Hmm. and that's when that began just financially I had to eventually sue them just for my solo rights like i had to sue her because i signed when i was 17 years old so Uh. i'm really just working on the love anyway because i didn't want to be attached to anything yeah you know so yeah i went through a lot of wars but I have a good, a, a good business relationship with Ruthless Records and Tamika. Now we used to go at it, and but now I have a really, really good relationship. So
1: what's them. going on with Ruthless Records right now? Um,
0: they have anybody.
1: I don't think anything anything anything's
0: going on. Easy easy Estate, and it still collects money. It's still up and running. Residuals and different things. It's still up and running, and it's still moving. Definitely definitely still going strong just no new music is coming out of there and i just think that the musical interest has left because i don't think nobody there at this point really really loves music beyond the groups that are already encompassed in the company loves easy e loves bone thugs and harmony loves jj fad loves some of the dre reels and stuff like that but doesn't love music to put out more music and I, is what I think is going on there. Someone is there that it. don't, like, love it. You know what I mean? You have to love it, or you can just yeah, sit back. Yeah, she's sitting it. on her bank, you know, and that's not, nothing wrong with that either because she's doing a good job in there for everybody.
1: It's all good.
2: What years was that all going down?
0: Which when did far? Easy
2: pass? 94, 95.
0: Oh, okay, 94.
2: 95. Yeah, he
0: was first, then, then, then Pac, and then Big. Wow. The Big Three. Wow. That's the Big Three in hip-hop. Easy, Pac, Pac, was yeah. Easy, Pac, and big.
2: Sort of earth shattering those losses.
0: Oh my gosh! For the hip hop community, it was I met terrible. It them too, it was terrible. Yeah, because you know this is pre social media. Yeah, this is pre Instagram. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is, you know, back when Zuckerberg was just getting started. <laughs> yeah, b- you fuck
2: before that, right? you know, oh, yeah. um, oh,
0: yeah. this was. So it was a different time. Music yeah. was everything. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Everything. Absolutely. Death Row and, and, and Dr. Dre and Tupac. And it was it was everything. Music was a part of. And then for guys in sports and things of that nature, all we did was stay around each other. We were always involved in around each other's circles. So it was just a lifestyle that when people see you, they just show you so much love. They Sometimes they just come and they just i'm on tour right now and i get people that just start dropping tears and saying crossroads changed my life absolutely. they played that at my son's funeral and different Ooh. yeah so you get that all the time so oh, yeah it was yes. it was just impact i think is it to make a long story short absolutely man um what was it like
2: working with biggie oh my god biggie was the boss he was uh, <laughs> shit One of my all-time favorite pregame songs, Notorious Thugs, dude. He was the goddamn dawn of New York, if there ever was one. The whole city gave him
0: love. And I I mean, I'm quite sure you're familiar with New York. Yes. Tough place. Absolutely, man. It's a tough place to just be in, of course. It's a tough place to just be in. And they everybody embraced him. Wow. Like, everybody. Everybody. So you felt that when you was with him. So all it was always in a boss format when I would sing, and then when we did the song, it was smoking weed, drinking. He was very cool, very good dude. One of my one of my guys came in, my my little brother Capo, rest in heaven. He came in with a Tupac shirt on. Oh wow! So him and little C's is looking at each other like this. <laughs> They doing this, oh, and nobody soft, backing man. down. I'm just watching these two young lions. Before I intervene,
1: <laughs>
0: get out of here. <laughs> with the shirt, yeah, get the, well, not so much with the shirt. With yeah, the yeah, tension, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because big. No, I know. Of see, course, because I, big. With yeah. nobody knew is big. Actually, loved Tupac, right? And wished him no harm. And now we know. Now that we see things for what it is, who did what, the story came out. How did it happen? It's just like what happened with Pac. That boy who went out there to do that, he was hustling. He was out there with four other guys, but he went there by himself. If you're in in this world, you know I'm going to try to make you hit me so I can get money from you. Mm. And it happens all the time to to where people want to get assaulted in order to hit you with a lawsuit. He was there hustling and just standing out there at the VIP right outside the door so he can be seen. That's a hustle. And if you know, if you know the streets, he was trying to get some money. And I think everything else that transpired in it is the gang culture in Los Angeles. They don't even bring Jesus with them when it comes to war all spirits are out the door as we've seen what happened with nipsey hustle mm. it's a different culture like it's it's real warfare with no heart in it at all so that that's my take i've been wanting to talk to mike about it for so long i just never had the opportunity because you know when you're friends with somebody and you know somebody or you consider yourself someone a friend of someone you know because i have met mike three times and i've always remembered it and He's he's my champ, you know what I mean? He's, my, heavy Thank you, brother. Thank he's you. my heavyweight champion, you know what I mean? No doubt, man. So, anywho, yeah, so I wanted to always tell Pac my, I mean, excuse me, I wanted to always tell Mike my assessment on what I thought really, really happened, you know what I mean? And, and just because we like to understand things about people we know. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't How mean did get deep, heel, my bad.
1: No, hell yeah. No, we go intense, deep, brother. Think of of about Pac. Pacland, was if you him, he's really beautiful, but he's just too, too intense. Very intense. Mm. He's too fucking intense.
2: Very intense. Yeah. Well, he was living. His yeah, he, living yeah, conduct was, living was his, yeah, tied he, to his beliefs. Yeah,
1: he really believed that he was a revolutionary.
0: Yeah. yeah. And he was. He was. I believe, you know, you know, if time would have prevailed and permitted, he would have somehow gotten hindered hmm. because people like that always get hindered. Well, he, I mean, in many ways, I he mean, was in a different, hindered. I mean, in a yeah. different way with him still being able to be here, but he was a revolutionary in the way absolutely. that absolutely still to this day, like, you know, everything that happens is meant to be, even though it hurts hmm. still to this day. That's really, really what he is. He's revolutionized the minds of people. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, guys like him, He's, I mean, look at the impact he had. My God, it's just the time He's that he had. Incredible. He impacted me, yeah, absolutely. Individually, as a person and as an artist, yeah. Like he
0: impacted me the yeah. way he, when he came into the studio and he, what he, how he did it. Ever since then, it's three songs a day for me. Mm. Every time I go in the studio, I make the most of it. Mm. He impacted me as an artist and as a person
2: and as a man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. I feel the same. I mean, I never had a chance to meet him, but just listening to his music, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and some people like that, though, the on the in the path of history are so explosive and revolutionary and paradigm shifting that. It's almost like there's not enough energy for them to last that long.
1: Man, that's interesting when you say that about Pop. Because he didn't give a fuck about dying. He was ready to all time.
2: Right. And he lived that way. Yeah.
1: He would say to anybody. He don't care to you, me. He would say, fuck you, fuck you, to anybody. He didn't care who they were, how big they were, how strong they were, With reputation about them being dangerous. He was just a fucking loose cannon sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it'll do it do. That yeah. That's what it do it. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to evaluate yeah. somebody that you care for. And yeah, it's one, hard to calm do down. down some time, right. Please. I hear that, though. I definitely yeah. hear that. You know, it just hurts, you know, to think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because that time and that moment and that time, it was a lot of a lot of pain going on. Easy. E yeah. just went, you know what I mean? We still getting over that. And of course, stuff happening in our family is just one thing compiles on to the next thing, and it keeps on going, keeps on going for, for a guy like me. But I do hear – I hear what Mike is saying, you know what I mean, about calming down. And, you know, I understand where you're coming from as well. So, yeah. Yeah, just – yeah.
2: Talk about beef in the rap game, man. <laughs> and talk about – It's a myth. Now. They don't
0: have beef
1: no more. It's a myth,
0: no <laughs> as
2: Alan Iverson said. That's
0: a myth. Really? No, it happens. It happens just with anything else. It's less corporate Mm. and more the workers. Mm. It's less corporate beef than it used to. Like, it used to be corporate beef. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You see Diddy and shit running at it. Right, You know, because that's corporate beef, two CEOs. You very rarely see that now. You see the young guys and then, you know, um, social media and, attacking a camera and then you know when you shock someone for some odd reason they want to see it again Mm. you know what i mean um it's that compulsive disorder we have as as people so those things are trending right now so beef just to bring that together beef basically is surmised as that it's bullshit
2: yeah basically (laughs) it's bullshit for real it's in the in the day and age of social media it's a way to get followers. Views. 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 Yeah. You're famous like that.
1: Yeah. At one time I'm in New York and I'm listening to, my, I'm in my car listening to the radio station and I don't know who Mr. Magic, I don't know who it was in New York and he had a beef with I guess Big Daddy Kane Big Daddy Kane heard him on the radio, heard he was downtown, went downstairs, beat his ass on the radio station. He yeah, said yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, no, cool, chill, chill, <laughs> chill, chill. I don't know who it was but I know Big Daddy Kane. He kicked
2: came to the radio station and kicked the ass from the air. That's how it was back then, dude. Yeah, yeah
0: things changed dramatically. Now it's just really, what they call it? Clout chasing. Mm. You know, capping. <laughs> clout chasing. Clout chasing. He's capping. Yeah. You know, to get people to, you know, get views. Right. You don't really get no money off views, but, you know, like my kids as they're growing up. You know, there. I see it. I see mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. You know, as a father, you see what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then when you're in the industry, you just gotta stay in, in your own lane and in, in, in music, yeah. you just gotta stay in your own lane. You see how Mike stays relevant in yeah. what he's doing. It doesn't matter if he's in the ring or if he's yeah. not in the ring. He can still go. He can act in box top mm-hmm. box office goddamn movies and things of that nature. So you know, it's 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 that too. You know, it's knowing that balance between what's going on where we're at and when we're talking about grandfather money and generational wealth.
1: No, you know, what I, I, my, I realized in life so far, everything you want, once you let it go, you receive it. Mm-hmm. All your dreams and thoughts of money and wealth and, you know, um, being enlightened and all that stuff, when you let all that stuff go, that's when you get it. Mm. Let it go. Yeah. Let it. Let it go. Stop thinking about yourself right. in your head. How great you are. What? How special? If you let it go, right? That's because you're not happy when you're thinking about yourself. Mm. Only thing you think about is you. You know, your guilt, your jealousy, your enviness mm. You know what I mean? Your shame. That's our ego. That's my ego.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's my ego. It's like have you ever? Have you guys ever come across a Chinese finger trap?
1: Tell me about that. You know those one things?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Chinese finger trap is you put your fingers into it. Right. And the more you pull, the tighter it gets. So you can't oh, get yeah. your fingers out by pulling them out. You have to go in further to loosen it up, and then you can one by one take your fingers out. Mm-hmm. But the more you pull and try to just pull out of it, the tighter it gets. You blow your finger out of socket. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that is. Mm-hmm. It's that thing. The more you want something and the harder you pull and like try to reach for it and try to get it, right? it's
1: just out of reach. Yeah, got to let it all go. Just you let
2: got it, got it, got it all go and it, it, got it got comes. To you. Mm. Yeah, that's some real shit about life. Yes, it is. There's good vibes in here, right? Of course. I mean, even just this building. No, you come I love in. It. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the environment. I, I made try did a little
0: recording before we came in here. It was really, really nice. Very, very good place. Yeah, man, really it's cool. good.
2: It all comes from the top. It's a trickle down. Okay. Mike Tyson is yeah, the king curtain. of positivity.
1: You have to be positive because you know sometimes. That's, I found, right. and that's what I found out about myself I was studying myself I started studying myself and what my biggest issue and stuff and I found out what my ego was my ego was my um, like I was explaining it earlier it was my shame and my guilt and my jealousy and my envy that's my fucking ego that's, that's just to make motherfuckers think I'm a bad motherfucker all that fucking filth mm. you know my jealousy my enviness, you envy know, my guilt all that shit People think, I and mean, all that tough guy—that's all that, that that ego is.
2: Hmm.
1: It's my my guilt and shit, my shame.
2: That can be so
1: blinding. Ooh, if you right? Yeah, you think this is a gift? You think this is something God gave you? And it's just all your flaws, all your shit pushed in your face, right. and you want to avoid it, so you fight it, you show it. You know, you just show no love for yourself, so you show no love by acting out, being mean and cruel to people. Yeah. You're ashamed what you may have done before in the past, and you think no one knows, and it comes a time you think everybody's going to know one day.
2: hmm I was thinking about that thing you said the other day, Mike. What's that? And uh, you talked about, you know, you're talking about God, your higher power, saying to you, Yeah, it looks good, like everything you're doing, but you think we forgot about all this other shit. And I was thinking about how God is love and all loving. At the end of the day, when you go back to the source of all of this, is God really going to have some punishment for you? No, no. And then I read this thing about you, Mike. I read this thing about there was a time in your life you must have just had it. And you're saying, This life has no, no more good for me can be found in this life. I just want to go into the mountains and become a missionary.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay I confess to me, I went through that motion before. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm thinking about you now. You can, you've become that missionary, man. You're making a living amends, as I like to say. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, thank you. And I also appreciate you.
2: And I appreciate having you
0: in here, man. Appreciate being here. Yeah. You know, not very often you get to have these conversations. Not very often. So I really appreciate the whole lane. You guys
2: are big. Yeah. And I appreciate being here, too. (laughs) That's awesome, man. What else, man? So where's this beef with Migos at, dude? I mean, it's, is it's, it fucking, it is it's it no, just a thing. Is it it's, over? It's
0: nowhere. It, it started off with Lay, and then it started with Lay, you know, basically getting jumped by them two, and then I, I chimed in, and it really isn't anything at this point. Yeah. Like, um, those guys aren't answering. Right, they're not, like, trying the, to. They're not trying yeah, to answer, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's where it's at, and we just Well, that's going. good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep it on wax. Keep it on wax. Keep
2: it on baby. Wax, baby. Love that. Well, is there anything else you want, you want our people to know, people know um, before we wrap this thing well, up? Well, yeah,
0: yeah, they can. Uh, my social media, you mean stuff like that? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, or Mr. anything else we missed, man? Oh, well, uh, let me see. I'm, I'm writing my life story. You know, nice. a lot of people don't know I was kidnapped and found by uh, uh, John Walsh. Wow. Well, tell the me about that. How long
1: ago was that? Tell us that about that. when I was a
0: kid. Yeah, so... Yeah. I was kidnapped, my sisters and myself, and we were gone for 15 months. My mom looking for us. She found us through John Walsh. And, uh,
1: America most yes. yeah,
0: America's Most Wanted. Yeah, America's Most Wanted because his son got killed. So, you know, from there, you know, that's my story. That's when I walk in and I talk to the Make-A-Wish Foundation or when I talk to abused kids or You know, that's my charity work that opens up the door in order for me to be charitable and people to relate to me as a person. And I think that's what's sustained me on that front as well. So, you know, that that's just me. That's Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know, new record carbon monoxide coming out. Uh, Mr. McCain, M-R-M-C-C-A-N-E on Instagram, YouTube, Jam TV, Busy Bone. Let's get that in there. I am Busy Bone on Facebook. Somebody at rock and roll, man. Awesome, brother. You know? Thank you, man. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. You know you. I love y'all.
2: You know I love you. Yes, That's awesome, man. Great at Mike.
1: Man, listen, this is another great episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson.
2: I'm Evan Britton.
1: All right, we're out of here, guys. Love.
2: Peace. <laughs> This episode of Hotboxing is brought to you by ShipStation. Get your 60-day free trial at shipstation.com right now with promo code hotboxing.